Welcome to Transform Now, the podcast brought to you by robotic process automation pioneer, SSNC Blue Prism. Digital transformation has the potential to reshape the way companies service their customers, engage their employees, and manage their operations. Whether you're looking to develop strategies, tactics, or best practices to positively impact the future of work, or you're curious to see how other companies have successfully navigated their digital transformation programs, then this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform now. Hello, everyone. I'm Brad Hairston with SSC Blue Prism. Welcome to the Transform Now podcast. Today, I'm glad to have as my guest, Michael Cups, EVP of Growth for North America at ActiveOps, a workforce planning software company and a Blue Prism Technology Alliance partner. Michael and I will be talking about how ActiveOps is helping service operations see further, know more, and move faster. Welcome, Michael. Why don't you start us off with an introduction? Yes, thank you, Brad. It's nice to be here and nice to be on the podcast. Yep, I'm Michael Cups. So as you mentioned, I'm EVP at Growth. We focus on North America and our customers and helping them grow and improve service operations. I've been in the tech industry for, hate to say it, 30 years. And I've seen a lot of different type of transformations over the time, which from portals to websites to BPM and integration technology, et cetera. So I've kind of seen it all. I guess I've been through the trenches and, and, and really enjoying what we're doing now and look forward to talking about it. Thank you. Excellent. You, uh, you left off the part about you being the host of your company's podcast. So <laughs> that's right. We do have a podcast of our own called AO on air and you can find it on AO TV, which is on YouTube. And I enjoy talking to our customers and partners and so forth on that. It's it just a great, great opportunity to learn more about individual stories. I did listen to a couple of them. They're, they're very good. You're very smooth as a, as a podcast host. I need to take some pointers from you. Michael, you're in a space that is so relevant to the marketplace right now, and that's a major understatement, by the way, especially with all of the changing workplace dynamics and things going on in the economy globally. Managers of people certainly have to respond faster to changes. They have to maximize employee performance, and they have to do so without overworking them. As well, as we know, employees are more prone than ever to walk off the job at the drop of a hat. So it's a complex environment, and I think you guys bring a lot forward to address that. So why don't you start us off by explaining what ActiveOps is all about? What does your product do? Yeah, yeah. So I think we've categorized ourselves, and in fact, I'm in Nashville this week at a conference call for workforce planners. We're in that workforce planning space. And what that really means is our products are looking at work, time, and people, right? And how to marry those three things to get the best outcomes for our customers. And so th that's been a very popular thing in call centers over the years, but where we, mm -hmm. we don't tend to focus on the call centers, we tend to focus more on the back office and very complicated work. And there's thousands and thousands of workers doing that. And there's interesting dynamics happening in that field today because labor market is tough. People are quitting. The you know, pandemic changed the way they work and how they work. And so mm -hmm. uh, companies are really challenged with, they've got to still get the work done because if you have a loan, you need servicing of that loan. If you have a claim or health claim that you need servicing of that claim. And so what we help them do is marry those three elements of time, work, and people. Mm. You mentioned uh, the pandemic 
I saw a statistic the other day that 66% of employees in the U.S. now work remotely, which is unbelievable, at least part-time, that is. So how has this shift specifically impacted your business? Well, it's been fascinating because what essentially happened, if you think about operations and where you have an operations of, you have managers managing 10 to 20 people, et cetera, et cetera. They used to be all in line of sight and it took that, that those managers, the sight away from them, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they can no longer see where people were or who's available to work, who can do something for me. It, it, they, it all disappeared. So what it did for us is it moved data to the front and center that said, hey, you need to have data about who it's available, what their skills are, and can they do this work now and, or some other time? And then you can start scheduling it differently. It's something that we just, our, our technology is inherently available for customers to manage remote work. In fact, we had several customers, one, one comes to mind, Humana, a healthcare company. They were actually using us to enable a work from home program before the pandemic. So mm. because they wow. could see that data could play an important role in that, they were proactive and they were trying to get people and you qualified to work from home when you hit certain levels and stuff like that. And so uh, a lot of those healthcare companies were ahead of the game and they didn't, weren't in it as impacted, but that 66% is, is fascinating. I wonder if it's actually larger than that, because I, what we're hearing yeah. is people go in to the office one day or two days a week, but they're largely at home. So yeah, it's been an exciting time. It's been a challenging time for our customers, but with data, you can actually see the way through it. Yeah. In what industries do you cater to? So banking is our number one service and then insurance. Followed by that. And then, and certainly in the U.S., the U.S. insurance. So the health plan payers are, are a big market. We do have some others. We have some utilities companies. We have some government employees, but most of our work is financial services. Hmm. Okay. And who is your typical buyer within your customer base? Yeah. The benefactor of it and the buyer usually is the COO and down. So it's people that are okay. running operations because okay. they have to get. X amount of work done with X amount of people. And that's, that, that's usually under the COO's watch. That makes a lot of sense. And I would assume HR leaders are also a big stakeholder group for you as well. Perhaps not a sponsor or a buyer, but your solution obviously has a big impact on employees, which they care about. Yeah. Well, let's dive a, a bit deeper into how you support workforce management, workforce planning for service operations. How does this specifically help your customers balance work with resources? Could you go into that for us? Yeah. Yeah. So we have three products that are independent or they can work together. One of Mm -hmm. our products is they kind of have a workforce measurement and monitoring product called WorkIQ. The second product is ControlIQ, which is more of this forecasting and planning. But the bottom line is what we need to do is collect what work is being done and and Mm -hmm. what time it's being done. And so if you can measure the amount of work and time, then you can start doing some predicting on how many people you need to do certain things. And in a lot of our service companies, they are dealing with a lot of repetitive work, right? So right. It's, a, it's a loan adjustment, it's a, it's a change of address, or it's a process a claim, et cetera. And so once we start understanding the standard time of those activity, then you can start seeing how many people need to be involved to get that amount of inventory work. And the difference is workforce management is kind of an interesting thing, Brad, because workforce management and the call center is much different and it's been around for years and there's a lot of competitors in that product in that space, I should say. And, but that's based on a queuing 
based system, right? right? So that means the next person calls in, somebody needs to be available to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. In the back office, it's more about inventory. And, and the first one in doesn't necessarily need to be the first one out. So right. what we help companies do is understand that inventory relative to the balance and meeting those SLAs. So it, it's a lot different because it's inventory based and they may have a big backlog. They may have no backlog, but we can help them work through that work based on how many people they need at certain times. Mm-hmm. And then what's really interesting about it is in the back office, you can start sharing resources, right? So if yeah. address changes is an area that is underutilized, then take some of those people and move them to processing new claims or something like that. So it's mm-hmm. it's that latent capacity and that sharing of resources that we really help them with. Hmm. Interesting. And how do you help companies reduce attrition, which is such a huge problem, oh. only getting oh, worse? Yeah, attrition is an, an interesting thing. With, with one of our products, WorkIQ, it, it does monitor work. So people think, oh, immediately it's Big Brother. Well, guess what? It, that's, that happens with every system you're on. That Your IT team knows what you're doing. What WorkIQ does is it assimilates that data into useful formats. And one of those is well-being metrics. And mm-hmm. particularly with the pandemic, we started seeing that people were staring at their screens for too long, not taking breaks because they were working from home. They wanted to show their manager that they were really working. And so they had this anxiety and what, but what we were seeing is burnout happening. So what, mm-hmm. what we can do with the data is we can give that into to the managers and to the employees about their work patterns. Are they spending too much time staring at the screen? Are they flipping through applications too often, which may mean they need training. Right? And so if you can use the data and you have the right coaching methodology, which we also do, then your managers now become an advocate for making that employee better as opposed to just making sure they're working, right? Right. And when you start focusing on making that employee better at what they do, they're proud of their job and it reduces attrition. And attrition and absenteeism, it's just a massive cost for back office operations. And so if you can get a handle on that, you can improve that. It it just makes a significant difference. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the big brother complex, Michael. How do you avoid being perceived that way by the broader employee population. If you don't mind me sticking on that just for a moment, I don't want to belabor it, but this is something that you hear about and read about in the media quite a bit. We tend not to try to avoid it because the reality is, Brad, everybody's under surveillance, right? And so a lot of journalists, and I've done a few radio interviews where the journalists want to use the word surveillance as a bad thing. But if you think about going to an office, right? You swipe your card to get in the garage, you swipe your card to get in the door, They know when you log on to your computer, there's cameras everywhere. So you're under surveillance anyway. So the idea that we're measuring what applications you're doing on the desktop is really not, is not a novel idea. I mean, IT organizations have been doing that for years. What we're doing now is taking that data and putting it into a way that becomes useful for the employee. We talked about attrition earlier. We talked about some of those things. And so if we can organize the data to say, this is a good pattern of behavior, and making sure people are taking breaks, making sure people aren't working and staring at a screen too long, then you become a very useful thing. And what we hear a lot of times from our customers, from the end user, is that transparency frees them up because they're always worried about, does their boss know what they're doing? Well, transparency about what they did opens up a different line of communication. So a manager, instead of saying, what did you do today? They can say, how did you do today? How are you? And they can start talking about solving problems as opposed to, did you click on that? Did you do that and do that? Now, I wouldn't say from a big brother standpoint, we don't do screen capturing. We don't do key log or keystroke logging. That's not part of our deal. And because Mm -hmm. there's very private data and that's not what we do. 
Fair enough. I know that ActiveOps also enables workforce management for pace-based work and teams. What are some of the unique aspects of that, that scenario that you help companies address? Yeah, and this is really exciting, I think, because we launched this product last year, and it's an area that's never had the concept of workforce management, but there's so many case-based work. So think about in a bank, anti-money laundering or in a healthcare, maybe Medicare claims evaluations and things like that. So the, the, this is work that doesn't follow a, a standard process. It doesn't go A, B, C. It, it may have ad hoc. It may be multiple players involved. It may involve a, a phone call. It may wait for an email. There, there's just ad hoc processes. And there's never been a workforce management system to measure that. And we're really excited about this because we can actually show you the flight path of a case. And no matter who many, how many people in, in, interact with that case, it's a really interesting thing because this is a very expensive area of both operations. And for us to actually start giving you metrics about, you know, the progress tracker, understanding where your cases are, where are you relative to your SLAs with these cases? Because a lot of these cases have either regulatory fines or other aspects of it. And so that whole case management area has just been a black hole. There's great case management providers, you know, out there that have case solutions, but what they're not doing is showing the metrics and the planning mm -hmm. around how to meet that demand. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. That's a really exciting area for us. Yeah. Michael, how do you help companies improve employee productivity? Yep. So we have a couple of ways of doing that. So if you think about productivity, it's about the time you spend doing the productive activities. One product we have measures the amount of time you spend in productive applications. The other is outputs. And we really want to emphasize this as outputs. Outputs is really where you get productivity. And so we can measure those outputs. And Blue Prism is one of the partners that we have that helps us understand that as well. And so when you can see the output per individual based on time and the applications they're using, then you can start stitching together the, that productivity model. Okay. So let's talk about the synergies that ActiveOps can have with robotic process automation. As you were describing how ActiveOps manages workloads and allocates human resources against that work in the most efficient manner, I could not help but think of our digital workers and how we balance their capacity against work and inventory as you described it. So many parallels, no doubt. So tell us, how does RPA complement your workforce planning capability in ActiveOps? Yeah, it's awesome what we've seen over the few years. And as RPA was rising, and particularly with Blue Prism, we have many of our customers are Blue Prism customers, and it's exciting to see. So I'll give you two scenarios. The first scenario is what we see in every customer is digital workers are part of the workforce, right? So, and they're doing work. And so that becomes part of the work being counted to say, we did this much work and et cetera. And so usually when we see a team and our workforce management solution, it may have seven humans and one digital worker as an example. Mm -hmm. And so there's eight team members and one of them is a digital worker. And we, in fact, we have a, an insurance customer in the UK that actually gives their digital worker a name as part of that team. So mm -hmm. we measure that work and as much work as can be pushed off to the digital worker. That's great because now it becomes part of that productivity element that is associated with each team and every team wants to be successful and all that stuff. So that's scenario one. That is terrific the way you enable the hybrid workforce, human and digital workers integrated and working together. 
and doing it in such a seamless way. That That's really great stuff. Yep. Scenario two, which is really interesting, is what we're doing with SSNC broader bef before even Blue Prism is we're using Blue Prism digital workers to move data from SSNC Chorus to mm -hmm. uh, Control IQ, which is one of our products. So that mm -hmm. integration between whether it's users or work or data using digital workers to actually integrate the Chorus application, BPM application with our workforce management solution. Hmm. So do you have a real life example, uh, a customer story that involves ActiveOps and Blue Prism working together that you could share and, and also mention the benefits that they've realized? Yeah, so Red, we've got really good customer that's in retirement services. I can't mention their name, but they use ActiveOps and SSNC Chorus and SSNC Blue Prism. And they've actually, in the first year, they saw over a 20% productivity gain. And they were able to share resources, about 50% of the resources sharing to, to get them on the right team doing the right things at the right time. And that goes hand in hand with the digital workers. So it's a fantastic success story. I love that that story involved BPM as well. It, it's really great to hear that a mutual customer is leveraging all three capabilities together to make their workforce more effective. So Michael, one more question for you today. What, what does the future look like for ActiveOps? How do you expect your product to evolve? Well, I mean, I think everybody's talking about AI, right? Everybody's talking about mm -hmm what that's going to be. And so we're, we've already been applying it. We've got a partnership with the University of Reading and, and the UK, and we've been doing some studies around using AI for smart planning. So can we get more accurate forecasting and plans for your amount of people and the amount of work, et cetera? And it, and they're going amazingly well. So that smart planning is the first thing. And then we're also yep. doing it with skills matrix. So now can we understand the skills within your organization? If we can apply AI to that and say, okay, here's all the skills you have. And now we can look at the work that you have and apply that to, and make sure it gets to the right skill set. So really AI is where we're headed. The casework that you mentioned earlier is also something that we're very proud of. And we see a big, vast future with that, but, but it, certainly interjecting AI. And I'm guessing at some point we'll have our own little co-pilot where a manager could ask the assistant for some advice. I especially like the idea of the skills matrix. We are definitely in an era where the skills required to do work are shifting across all functions and industries. And I can see how a matrix like that will be critical to making sure that employee skills are tracked and managed correctly. And as you described, used to allocate work to the right resource. That will be a really nice addition to your platform. Well, I've got to say, I'm very impressed with everything you've shared about ActiveOps today, Michael. The, 360 degree view of operational data that you provide to managers to enable them to plan and manage their workforce in the most efficient manner is really compelling. I'm not sure how companies in today's economy can survive without it, with all the rapidly changing business requirements, changing regulatory requirements, remote work, changing employee expectations, all of that combined. I think really makes your product so valuable. I love the synergies that it has with the digital workforce as well. So thank you for coming on the podcast today, Michael. I really appreciate you being here. 
Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. We are very excited to be on your digital exchange and, and part of your TAP program. And we do see that the combination of Blue Prism digital workers and human workers in the balance of all that. And we're really excited to help leaders understand and perform better based on all of those. And, and we think that the combination of what you guys are doing and what we're doing is really a magnificent thing for customers. Thanks again and all the best. Thanks for tuning in to Transform Now. For more insightful discussions on digital transformation and more, check out our podcast channel where you'll find all of our previous episodes. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. And if you like what you've heard, please leave us a review. For more information about digital transformation and the future of work, check out blueprism.com to learn how SSNC Blue Prism's digital workforce is enabling enterprise transformation now.